Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. On this week's episode, we talk about Max helping Perez to third place in the championship. We discuss Leclerc salvaging something for Ferrari's season. Mercedes have a disappointing end to the championship, and we muse over Vettel's retirement. Dave wears his heart in his sleeve about Mick Schumacher, and we wrap up the predictions game for 2022. Don't forget to support the podcast by hitting those like, follow, and subscribe buttons. Welcome back to the Late Night Race Review. I'm Owen Scott, and with me as always is Dave Jericho and Isidro Consalvish for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. And what was a fairly underwhelming race, I think, in the end. Dave, what did you think? Ooh, it was definitely an underwhelming race, wasn't it? I was, uh, I don't know, I thought with uh, when we had... Leclerc and Perez so close together, I thought we were going to have some fireworks. And then with Verstappen and uh, Hamilton kicking off a little bit, you know, sparking that little, the old rivalry after mm. Brazil, I thought maybe if if the the Mercedes had pace, we were going to see something good. So, yeah, I had it hyped up. I hyped it up way too much for myself. Mm. So, uh, but I kept myself awake and my Fitbit didn't think I was asleep. So <laughs> that's progress. It could have helped that we were all in the same room together for this race today. Yeah. We kept you awake. <laughs> yeah, and and I didn't put the blanket over, so we're all good. <laughs> I had to keep on poking you throughout the race. Yeah, yeah. And Cedro, what did you think of today? Uh, compared with Brazil, it was uh, very disappointing. It was almost like as boring as Mexico. The, the last few laps with Perez and Leclerc fighting for the second. Well, Perez trying to get Leclerc, but otherwise it was a very bland race, as they were saying. But uh, that's what we got as season finale. <laughs> I hope everyone's prepared for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were spoiled last year here. That That's the thing. I was coming into today, I was thinking there's going to be sparks everywhere. Yeah. Um, and there's still memories of that coming down to the first turn. And even with the Leclerc, or not Leclerc, sorry, the Hamilton science incident was memories of that last year with Verstappen. And it just didn't turn out that way in the end. Um, will we start with? We'll start with Verstappen again. It was fairly easy for Verstappen all day. He led pretty much the whole way. Um, not much, not much to do for him yeah. today, Dave. Was there? No, it was fairly commanding, wasn't it? Were, um, I think we saw it straight off the start. We saw the the Red Bulls just starting to creep away. Even only after a kind of couple of corners in, we could see the gap starting to emerge. Mm. Uh, yeah, once we saw that, I think we were all fearful what we were in for for the rest of the race. But uh, yeah, Verstappen just cruised, comfortable. I don't think there was anything that was ever going to trouble them. Um, I think Perez and Leclerc were too busy with themselves. Uh, <laughs> Playing with themselves. <laughs> Playing with themselves. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was it. I mean, there's not much to say about that. Mm. Yeah, he was pretty commanding today, Cedro, wasn't he? Verstappen was busy cruising the race and also busy with thoughts and prayers to help <laughs> Perez get the second place. That there, was all he can do. He, as you said, at one stage, he was just flicking through his Spotify playlist, yeah. just listening to stuff, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to worry about. I mean, after the, the first stop and get new tires, all he had to do was just driving and that's it. Barris yeah. had to do all the work and still got third place. And but probably somewhat put in that position by Red Bull. I think we'll, we'll probably get on to that uh, a little bit later. But he, he wasn't helped by by the, the pit wall today, was he? Are we going are, are to say... All right, where do we start here now? Because I, I've... We, we, we've all got opinions now on what happened and and how Max handled the race, how Perez handled the race, and how the Red Bull team handled the race. So mm. I, I'm going to just jump in, actually. Fuck it. Go to it. Yeah, go <laughs> on. Um, all right. I'm going to start off with Pe uh, Verstappen. 
and uh, he definitely like when we look at like when you said there about last season and how well or how exciting it was but it was exciting because Perez backed up Hamilton and allowed now I know it was the, it was the safety car that ultimately led to what we had as the, as the fireworks mm. but for Perez backed Hamilton right up and allowed per- uh, and allowed uh, Verstappen to catch him and I just thought that we were going to see that especially after the drama from from Brazil of Max not giving the place back mm. and he says oh, oh you know he said something to the effect of you know he'd help him out where he can for, for in this race mm. I mean he had nothing to lose he had the pace over everybody so I think earlier on he could have backed Leclerc up into Perez and allowed Perez to to get that second place but other than like Zidro says other than the thoughts and prayers that he sent back to say that oh the tires are good tell Perez to go flat out yeah that was that was his help I was yeah I, I wasn't impressed there was yeah as you said there was zero teamwork there from Verstappen from the start he was just like I'm, I'm gonna be first and that's it and if I see you I'll I'll possibly help you out in yeah. some way if I can but if I don't see you uh, I'm just heading on it was the opportunity, as Red Bull said, it would have been their first. I think it was their would have been their first one-two in the drivers' title, wasn't it? Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure that that was the case. So I don't know. I, uh, well, clearly they they weren't going to try team orders over the radio and have another public lashing from Verstappen again. Like I don't think that was going to happen. Yeah, but you think they would have said in behind closed doors before they, the race? You know, if you have an opportunity to help Perez out, do it. And the opportunity was clearly there. I mean, I think. Leclerc was what six seconds behind or something like that by the end. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was going to have to slow down dramatically to allow Perez, to, or, you know, to to interfere with first, uh, Leclerc's race and back him up into Perez. And by that stage, Perez was pretty close as well. Yeah. So it would have really helped him out. But yeah, didn't happen. Like so, I don't know. I think it's it'd be interesting now those two because they're teammates for next year as well. It's not like you know one of them is moving on and you can kind of say right, Sadia, I'm out of here. Mm. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's, uh, yeah, that's landed us with Perez and where he is now at the moment. D- does it point to who is really in charge at Red Bull? Does, is Verstappen in a commanding position here where he can say, I'm going to do this and you're going to have to just deal with it? Yeah, basically. I think we saw that last week. Yeah. Horner is in theory in charge, but we know that Max proved last week that, nope, I can do what I want. I'm all champion. I either do this or... Not it's up to me, not hmm. Red Bull team, and I think this uh, this race Red Bull was expecting Ferrari to mess up some way, hmm. and Leclerc could not finish in second. I think that they were trying to make Paris believe that oh don't worry something will happen we'll get there, but uh, Leclerc just kept going managing the tires. Verstappen with the thoughts and prayers did what he could to yeah. help his teammate. So it was funny to watch the replay that F1 was showing last year, saying how Paris helped Hamilton and just previous the seconds before the race starts, and then we see Max helping Paris in the same way. Yeah, with thoughts and prayers. <laughs> he's won everything that there needs to be won. There's records there that he's broken this year. He had he's done it all this season. Had the drivers, they had the constructors. Everything was in the bag, so there was no reason for him then to back up and try and help Perez out. No. Nothing. So even even if he had look, even if he had finished third, like even if mm. say Perez had come first, uh, you know, for, you know, basically allowing backing backing uh, Leclerc up, mm. if he had managed to lose those two places while the two lads were, were fighting that out, like 
it wouldn't affected him at size. Okay, it's one less race on, race win on your your history, mm. but it was something for the team that yeah. the team would have got their first one two in the drivers' title and a constructors. It would have been probably one of the best seasons any race team would have had then in Formula One. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, he, he he just out for himself. Like I said, I said that last week. I love that. I love uh, I love uh, drivers being aggressive and and selfish. But there's a limit. Like there's in this instance, there was no. It was unnecessary. I think he was in a position to help his teammate. And I know we were talking about race strategy, and we've gone back to yeah. harping on about Max. Um, okay, well, on Max, does it seem or does it does it seem to you that he's a little bit childish, maybe a little bit immature in his decision making uh, when it comes to his wins? I think he's just thinking about himself, mm. not not as a team, but all he wants is just win, 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 and doesn't think about the team as a whole. And do you think, think that's a lack of maturity, though, from him, or is it just in his nature to, to be a dick, basically? <laughs> at the moment, he's at being a dick stage. If he gets up to his uh, 30s and get more mature and more experienced and start seeing the benefits of teamwork, yeah. uh, we'll see how it happens. But at the moment, just... It's just uh, immaturity, basically. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, Go on, I, th- I think it would look better at Max if he had tried to help Paris with Leclerc. And even if Max finished third or Max finished second and Leclerc first, at least there was... People could see that Max tried indeed to help Paris mm. at the, the last race, even if he didn't finish. But uh, the way he did was just... Uh, I'm helping here from the first place. <laughs> <laughs> the tires are good. Keep going, buddy. I'm with you. <laughs> um, it would because he he took he definitely took a hit after the the last race in the media, social media. There seemed to be a lot of people against him. This would have gone a long way to repairing some of that. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, look, you can't kind of race your career and your driving style and the type of person you are based off what sort of feedback you're getting from yes, social media. Yeah, and true. social media is just toxic at the moment for Formula yeah. One. It's kind of gone the way the football, yeah. social media has gone. So, but if that is the case then, but, you know, don't, uh, you know, don't say that you're being bullied on social media when you're doing yourself no favors. So, you know, if you're paying attention to social media that much that you're bringing it out in co- in uh, interviews to say that you're, you know, that you're getting bullied, you know, there's bullying going on in social media. Yeah. Um. Then maybe you need to ask yourself a question as well. That's um. You know, it's it's not okay. There's some people ste- overstepping the line. Yeah. But in in a lot of instances, it's people kind of highlighting the fact that you didn't help your teammate. That's more to the point. So, so I think if yes, you can ad- address the fact that people have have overstepped. But maybe you should also then look at okay. Do you not realize there's people from the outside looking in here and seeing that you're you're not maybe uh, playing the team game here? Yeah, there's no smoke without fire. In mm. fairness, just have a look at it. Maybe just step away. Um, but yeah, let's move on from from Max. We could go on all day about yeah. that. Um, Leclerc, Leclerc today mm. took second place. Um, again, it looked it looked like Ferrari had uh, had made the right choice, and in the end, they they did. It was a little bit uh, a little bit tight with with Perez on the, those last few laps, but they came up trumps today. I think Ferrari did a few things right today. the The strategy was was very good. They uh, they 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 saw what Red Bull was trying, and they finally adjust. It took them twenty one races, but I think they finally got their strategy uh, correct. And today it paid out. At least for Leclerc, that what they did, what they wanted to get the second place for Leclerc. Doesn't yeah. matter for the constructors. 
they were playing for the for the clerk really yeah yeah w which is what red bull were trying to do as well but max didn't aid them look i'm going back towards max <laughs> um, do you think dave that that this will have kind of saved bonato in some way today uh well i, I think i said last week i don't think bonato was going to leave anyway right um i know there's the rumors coming out lately um which are a bit odd and i know we're not going to really talk too much on rumors but it was just odd that ferrari came out and squashed those rumors but um the other par party involved in those rumors said we'll wait and see so yeah. that was just a little bit odd but um sorry what was your question i got i got sidetracked there just just, just whether whether this will take the pressure off bonado a little bit this <sighs> result well not no i i think if anyone's you know any, any kind of sort of higher-ups in Ferrari of any common sense. I mean, you're going to look at this overall, at the season overall. And look, he got second in the championship, th effectively threw away first, and then ended up you know, scrapping for that second place. No, I don't think so. I think, um, like I said, I don't think he's going to leave anyway. I think I don't think that's Ferrari's way. I think they'll stick with him. Mm -hmm. um, and to some degree, you know, I, I kind of can appreciate that bit of loyalty and a bit of maybe they see growth they, they see something else happening yeah. maybe bring in some other uh sort of members to the team that can support people a bit better and you know expand the team a little bit more um but no i don't think i don't think the results today is gonna sway anything one way or another yeah but uh but yeah a good a good win from leclerc though all the same. Overall, sorry, a good second place. Sorry, from Leclerc overall. Overall, the, the the two cars, the Ferrari versus the Red Bull. Is there much difference in in those two cars? Is it is it purely down to the team why why uh, Red or Ferrari ended up in second place this year, or are the cars that different? Um. So I think the yeah i think there is a there is a, there is differences i mean the aerodynamics i mean we saw earlier on that the ferraris were better in the sort of the high downforce sort of twisty bits basically and the red bulls were better in the top speed mm. so there was a you know sort of a big design difference there but over the course of a season that should have still been enough to allow them to go sort of toe to toe for the whole season mm. but i think we had Leclerc maybe a bit of inexperience. You know, he, there was a couple of errors that were very much a rookie errors, like some yeah. of some accidents at the start of the year where he lost points, and then also we had uh, Ferrari making ridiculous strategy calls, um, sort of consistently throughout the season. So, I'll be honest, it's one of those we win as a team, we lose as a team, and in this case, they they lost as a team. I think. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting now coming into next season with Mercedes now in a bit of a resurgence and Ferrari, maybe they can, well, hopefully they learn a lot from this season and with a competitive car coming up against Red Bull, we should have, should have, I know we said that at the start of the season, but we should have three teams all competing. I think, I, I'll be honest, sorry, I, if uh, I'll jump across the zero there, sorry, I think we're going to have Mercedes and Red Bull battling it out again. I just, I have a f just have a feeling Ferrari won't be battling for the win again next year right i just uh, look i've no, nobody has any evidence to back that up it's just one of those gut feelings based off what's happened over the last sort of 10 years um i just have a feeling that they're going to come out strong they may have a good car but ultimately they're we're still in a learning curve and there there will be mistakes made that ferrari and mercedes or sorry that uh, red bull and mercedes won't be making yeah um, which would see them possibly Falling down the pecking order a little, I think. Yeah. Um, Cedro, tell me a little bit about uh, Sainz and Lewis today. They had a few little altercations. 
Yeah, and I think that was one of the things that made the Hamilton retire. But Sainz mm. was was not really interested in the race today. There was nothing for him. Just give points to Ferrari in yeah. the constructors' championship. Uh, so his race was just a, a normal race and just tried to finish and get points for the team. Yeah. There was nothing in it to to make him just go the extra mile. There was no no help he could give Leclerc. Yeah. At, at times there was that it could hold back a few drivers, but after Leclerc got uh, a very l safe distance from everyone else, yeah. it was just a matter of just drive, don't crash, and that's it. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go. Uh, so, what does everyone think then about Hamilton having to give the place back to Carlos Sainz in the same corner that uh, Hamilton didn't have to give the same place back to Verstappen last season? Very in interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a different. We've got, we've got different race directors. Yeah, but I mean, the FIA is supposed to be. It's supposed to be about consistency, isn't it? <laughs> they, not 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 on the results of last season. Yeah. They were slated for last season. You know that. Um, it was obviously the. I think it was the right call today. Oh, it was a hundred percent the right call. It, mm -hmm. it was more. Uh, it was more obvious though last season. Yeah. Than this season, like this season, if they didn't ask him to get the place back, I'd have said uh, that's a bit harsh. But I can. I, I think I would have. I don't think anyone would have maybe made too much of a big deal about it. Whereas last season, I mean, Hamilton must have been about quarter of a mile up the road by the <laughs> time he rejoined the track. I was like, what? The yeah. <laughs> like that is even worse. Yeah. Well, I see growth. I mean, they made the mistake last year and this year. They make it right, so there's <laughs> growth in there. Yeah, that's how I see it's it. a good sign, isn't it, really, for the FAA and for, for F1? Well, that's that's the one step forward, so what's going to be the two steps back now? <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it for, for science, um, Science's race today. Mm. That was that was everything that happened. And we were talking about Lewis Mercedes uh, a little bit off today. We're expecting more from them pace-wise. They had a decent start. They, they, well, it wasn't too bad of a start off the grid, was it? Mm. Um, and then... There was a little bit of a tussle, obviously, between, obviously, we just said, between uh, Sainz and uh, and Hamilton. Then Hamilton possibly looked like there was the damage from yeah. when he went off. He went over those uh, sausage curbs or the sleeping policemen, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and uh, it was, I thought there was going to be more of a case of him uh, damaging the floor of the car. But then they reckon it was a more of a, it was a hydraulics issue, obviously, that caused the retirement. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that could have been caused from that impact um, so that was kind of it. I, I mean, it was never. I don't think any of us were sitting here watching that race, thinking there was ever a a, a win on for ha for for a Mercedes Hamilton either. You know, especially. So yeah, they were just way off. The, they were just far, yeah, they were just way off where they were at Brazil. Yeah. So where where does that come from? Why was there such uh, a dramatic drop off in pace today from where they were last week? I wonder if it was. Uh just uh, Brazil was a coincidence. The way they just uh, the the weather, the the altitude the, as well, the altitude, isn't it? geography. I think that's what makes Mercedes look so good. And right. spoilers thinking that in Abu Dhabi they would just be as good as as in Brazil, but it was a very disappointed. Yeah, so somewhat track specific then. Yeah, I think because that's why they were they were decent in Mexico as well, weren't they? Yeah. Mm. So Mexico, Brazil. They were um, again, sort of a high altitude, um, was it low air pressure um, circuits? So yeah. as a result, then their their cars are maybe more designed to sort of cut through the air a lot better. Um, whereas obviously in lower altitude circuits, um, there's more drag and they're obviously a bit slower. Mm. So 
But yeah, today, look, yeah, uh, whether that was the issue, I mean, they were sort of maybe back to where they were in the U- USA, I suppose. That was kind of um, sort of, you know, they were they were stronger than they've been, but not as strong as maybe we were expecting based off Mexico and Brazil. Yeah. So, um, but again, we should have maybe considered the, the the location and the track and stuff like that. But yeah, George Russell as well. Nothing really. Yeah, I was about to ask you a question about George Russell and I, I was racking my brain for something that he did other than talking back and forth about tires on the radio. There was nothing really. Other than the pit stop. I mean, he had the early battle. He was catching up with signs um, and I thought maybe. And there was obviously, he was he was at one stage, he was much faster than Lewis Hamilton as well. Yeah. Um, and he was getting on the radio sort of asking, right, what are we going to do here? Um and then he just started dropping off. Then he had the pit stop, obviously. Uh, he had the slow pit stop, uh, right rear tire or something that wasn't going on. Mm-hmm. And he got the five-second penalty then for the unsafe release. Oh, so, that's what that was for. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. once that happened and then he did the um, he did the pit uh, Sorry, then he was back out then in P8, I think it was. That was it. It was kind of race done. There was nothing really to speak about. Like, I mean, he just... He was never going to catch or or pass anybody at that stage. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, just a bad weekend for Mercedes. Uh, Toto even said it after the qualifying. It was you know it was one for the toilet. So, yeah. um, and I think maybe the race probably might be seen as that way as well. Yeah. So there was a scenario in place here. You you had said it before the race. There was a scenario where George Russell could have taken second in the drivers no yeah so he would uh, like i mean based off the you know now we're saying this in hindsight because we <laughs> didn't see the race but before the race if um if leclerc and perez had to wipe themselves out and not finish the race or scored any points yeah and russell had won the race and set the fastest lap i think he would have been tied for second one, place one right. point above Oh, one point was it? So the 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 the, the yeah. lap would help to put him over the edge. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Looking back at Mercedes season, where they'd come from at the start of the season, to see where how far George has come actually this season. He's always, as he said, he's Mister Consistency. Yeah. What a season he has had, a resurgence, I suppose, this season to end up where he has. It's just great. Like I, I'm delighted to see Mercedes do well. It, it's unfortunate because I, I, I think they're changing their philosophy for next season. Mm. So um, it'll be interesting to see, do they come out with cars? So, so the drivers have, after spending all weekend, or sorry, all um, season, trying to get used to these cars. And now they're getting used to them. The team are getting used to them. And now they might be going in a different direction for next season. So I'm wondering, you know, could they come out next season and then there's a bit of a learning curve for both driver and team. So, um, so So there's a danger that comes with that. But either way, it was great to see them start ba- you know battling for a few race wins and a few podiums towards the sort of second half and latter half of the uh, or latter end of this of the season so um but look i think we said that towards the start of the season we were saying that you know don't write them off yet there is you know they will be there or thereabouts come the end of the season yeah. but just unfortunate like you know things are going to change for next season now and as, as much as we'd like to see a uh, hamilton Verstappen battle again for the uh, for the title next year. Could you see Russell being more of a contender than than Hamilton even? Uh, yeah, I could see that happen. We could see that Russell is becoming more and more. The, it looks like he's the number one driver at Mercedes. He he always asks what he wants. He says if he wants to box, he'll box. He asks. He he, did, he doesn't ask. He tells the team, "I want to do this." Yeah. While we see Hamilton asking. 
oh what about this and that or can i pit now will i pit later like he was doing today he was more asking while russell say no we're gonna do this i want to do that so i think russell is uh, is growing in the team and next year we can see russell definitely fighting for for the number one position but hamilton used to be like that i mean hamilton used to like it was hamilton's way or not you know he like there would be times where he was asked to box and he wouldn't, he'd refuse to come in. He would do what he knew was best. Um, and so I'm not really sure what changed. So yeah, there is that. You're right though. Like this, this, especially this season, like today he was saying, don't leave me out on a one stop. Yeah. Now going back last season and the year before Hamilton would have been like, bring me, like I'm, I'm coming, coming in, in. Yeah. like, you know, yeah. have the tires ready, like put on, and I want soft tires or I want medium tires. He, he dictated like George Russell is at the moment. But I don't know why he's not doing that. Like I said, today he was kind of, it was it was moaning, like, you know, he was moaning, don't leave me out. And then it was, there was 10 laps to go. And I mean, look, he's not an idiot. He knows 10 laps, it's too late to come in for a pit stop at this stage. Yeah. Um. It was just a way of moaning to the team. Like, sure, like, yeah, I don't know where that control has gone, Where why he's not uh, being a bit more um, controlling towards the, the pit wall and saying, this is what I need. I'm driving the car. I can feel what I need. You te- Like, he should be turning around to that pit wall and saying, look, I understand what you're saying. If I come out now, I'm coming out in P6 or whatever, but I'm telling you, I need a set of medium tires. Yeah, yeah. Tell me when is the best time to come in, what times I need to set to make that gap so that I come out in P5 or P6 with some clear air. You tell me what I need to do to make that happen, but I need those medium tires on this car or the soft tires on this car. Yeah. He should be telling them what he needs, but yeah, he's not. Where um, where has that... Uh, sorry, Isidro, did I cut across you there? No, it's like Hamilton is still is acting like he wants to retire next year or something yeah. because he's uh, not looking like he wants to fight for a title. He's more like, well, I'm just driving and get retired next year or something. But he still has, what, two, three years left? Two years left on the co- on a three-year so contract, yeah. I imagine he would be fighting for another title, but it doesn't look like it. Maybe it's just, though, this year he knows it's done. There's, it's nothing, done. To be yeah. do- there's nothing to be gained. So maybe he's... He's saving all those calls <laughs> for the pit wall for next season. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just yeah that the the season's over. The lack of fight doesn't seem to be there in him, or could it have been the end of last season really took a toll on on him mentally coming into this season? No, I think the start of this season is what took the toll. I mean that yeah, combined with that. Yeah, too. I mean where were we? Was it Jeddah? He didn't even get out of Q three. Was it Jeddah? Yeah. Um, and you're just like, oh my days, like what the? Oh, sorry, Q one. Sorry, not Q three. He didn't yeah, even yeah, get out right. of Q one. Um, so. Like there was a series of like three or four races back to back where he was just you know he was down the back of the grid. Yeah, I think that there was like a reality smacking him in the face, and he was just like, "Oh my, like I am not winning the world championship this year." And I'd say that no matter how good of a driver you are and how many world championships you've won, that's got to be a kick in the nuts. Like, yeah, yeah. But it took probably for him to to build himself back up in in the off season to come back into the new season full of drive to now I'm going to take this to. Verstappen this year, and then to have that oh totally that's got to kill you completely. criminal, isn't it? Because yeah. we all thought he was going to retire. Yeah, I think everyone thought this is it. Like, and then he, there was radio silence, and then he came out and said, "No, I'm coming back." And you were like, "Yes!" And then you see the you know the shopping trolley that they put him out in, <laughs> and it's, yeah, like you're yeah terrible, isn't it? Um, the, the the talk coming into this weekend obviously was the Vettel retirement. 
that was that was the big thing. Oh, other than the, the Perez um, and Leclerc the f- battle and the funeral they had for him at the start of yeah. the race <laughs> that, that you missed because you were still driving I was out still here. Getting here yeah. <laughs> um, and we had a few um, uh, tribute helmets and stuff. It was nice, nice for uh, Vettel and nice for him to get into Q3 and also to finish the race as well, that he mm. didn't have to retire or anything. Oh, without question. I mean, mm. he will be definitely classed as one of the greatest drivers um, the sport's ever had. And it's funny, um, he's very much, he's, he's a very, like we've seen a very drastic evolution of a driver since Verstappen, or since uh, Vettel started. Um, from his rookie days in T- Toro Rosso, then obviously his dominant days in in um, Red Bull, where he became a r- ruthless and he was hated. Like if everyone seems to f- forget, like I mean, he was booed. Like he was yeah. booed, just like uh, Verstappen's being booed now. Mm. Um, more so, obviously the multi twenty one incident and stuff like that with Mark Webber, and then. He sort of, you know, he grew up and then, you know, he he moved on. He went into Ferrari, wanted to emulate his, uh, you know, his hero, Michael Schumacher, and just wasn't to be. I mean, he nearly came, he should have won a world title there, but I think it was, you know, Ferrari's clown college were, (laughs) were, you know, the first wave of students were coming out the door at that stage. (laughs) And, uh, but we've seen him go from what Verstappen is at the moment, that ruthless driver Mm. um, who would do anything to win those world titles to now um, a guy who was happy to take Mick Schumacher under his wing. He was, you know, he was helpful. He was concerned about driver safety. He was wanted to help the, you know, the the evolution of the safety of the sport and the, the environmental impact of the sport. Just, a very different guy to what he was when he started. And uh, yeah, he'd be missed. He's, he's had a huge impact, not just on what he's done as a driver and the titles, but, you know, like I said, his his sort of the, the messages that he's tried to get across and, and how he's tried to help F- Formula One become more uh, environmentally friendly and stuff like that. Mm. You could see him at, in, in some way coming back. We talked about this mid-season on one of the podcasts as well. You could see him coming back in some regard to advise on that or help on that or be in some sort of a campaign Surely, for the F1, yeah. maybe? Yeah, he has to. There's there's definitely a role there for him to, to fulfill if he wants to. Mm. But I think he's right. I think time now to take a step back, spend time with the, the family and, and, and put the feet up for a while. Yeah. Especially, I mean, next season being going to be the longest calendar of uh, of Formula One history, he's you know he's probably picking the right time. He, you know if he needs if if he's missing out on spending time with his wife and kids, next season wasn't going to help if he stuck around. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, divorce time, <laughs> big time. Yeah. Um, and we had a few near misses with everyone was kind of had uh, Vettel in bubble wrap. They're all kind of being very uh, meek around him. But we nearly had an incident with uh, with Stroll. He came close with him. Yes, uh, Stroll was kind of. Trying to be a dick <laughs> for his teammate. I don't think he was trying. He was he was uh, doing a pretty good job. Yeah, he he was trying to prevent Vettel to to finish on the on the high note, at least on the on the points. Yeah. Well, he managed to to finish on that. Yeah. And it uh, overall Vettel was is a legend, and he definitely be missed on the grid. Yeah. I have to say. And today he got v- uh, driver of the day. I think there was no doubt that it would be driver of the day. Yeah. Even he after the. When he pit, he took too long. He s- went back to race as in the 19, and he still managed to fight his way back to 10. So I think that says a lot from uh, his his driving skills yeah. and uh, how much he grew from the being like 
Dave was saying that uh, he was being booed like Max is now, and now he's just a man that gets respect and stand ovation on his last race. Yeah, it says a lot. Again, like like Red Bull today, I don't think Aston Martin really helped him out strategy wise. No, they got the strategy wrong. I mean, he called it himself as well over the radio. They they got the strategy wrong. But look, I mean, what I don't I don't know what the, the like he finished tenth. I mean, maybe he could have finished where Lance Stroll did. I mean, but at the end of the day, Lance Stroll was on a sort of a faster set of tires towards the yeah. end. I can look when we were watching the race. I was the same. Yeah, you know, we were all on the same page. We were kind of screaming at Stroll for. <laughs> for uh, yeah, I think I think we call them worse than being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, looking at it in hindsight, I mean, we you had Yuki Sonoda coming up on the soft tires, fast behind, and I think he maybe thought, I ca- I can't just hang around and get kind of t- overtaken by Sonoda. Mm. Now, in the end, Sonoda didn't take anybody. I don't think, but you know, I don't think Stroll was to know that. Yeah. But look, it worked out. Stroll kind of went on. He got P eight and uh, and Vettel still got P ten. And if nothing else, it's nice that he finishes out his career with a world championship point finish and driver of the day. And look, I don't think he's done himself any harm. He had a great race as well. Like, I don't think that driver of the day was just a consolation prize. You know, he actually was driver of the day. I think he um, he put in some great overtakes. I mean, after his first pit stop, I know he stayed out uh, for a longer stint on the first uh, set of tires. But after his first pit stop, he was back in P19, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, that's down, right. Down yeah. the back. And then he still managed to, to, to drive up to, uh, to finish P10 and get a point. So, yeah, just deserved. It's it's sad. It's um, I, I thought, you know, I'll, be, I, I'll be honest, I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I thought it was going to be more emotional seeing him finish up. But uh, it was, wasn't as bad as, remember when Felipe Massa finished up yeah yeah and he he crashed out you remember it was in the brazil grand prix and he walked down the pit lane and everyone came out the pit lane and applauded him as he walked out i mean i, I was like jesus like I'm not one for crying but i was i was holding back on that one yeah hollywood ending <laughs> oh ridiculous <laughs> um yeah go on go on, go on. no 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 that's it he'll, he'll, he'll be missed now i have to say so um but like i said i hope to see him back with working with one of the teams or with the um with with formula one in general um Whatever that may be, I think he's he's, he's an asset to, to Formula One. I think they need to to, to realize that. Absolutely, big big uh, big personality around the around the pit wall. I think that uh, with Audi, a German team coming, I wonder if they will get Vettel as a advisor or maybe a pilot for the first uh, season. Oh, he you couldn't just be say a, to come back and he race. He couldn't be racing. I mean, that's twenty twenty six. I mean, he's what is he thirty eight now? Alonso is forty, I think. He, but, yeah, but you're 42 by the time. Uh, wait, what year are we at? Yeah, <laughs> he'll be 40. He'll be around 42, I think, by the time Audi come in. Yeah, but imagine you get Vettel in a German car and you bring Mick Schumacher to Audi as well, so you have a whole <laughs> German team. Look, I know that's a nice thought, but I mean, at a 40, who's bringing back a 42 year old, even yeah. even just to have him in a German car? So what you're at? What well, you're, for what, Vettel, what you're advocating for basically sure. is that um, Mercedes should have an old British lineup. That Alpine should have an all French lineup. We're international. Yeah, yeah. It's a World Cup of, of Formula One, basically. Well, Alpine will be all French yeah, next yeah, yeah. year. So can can I just make one mention here? Like we, uh, not to, to give anything away in the predictions game, but we're we're awful at making emotional and knee jerk reactions. <laughs> um, and I can't help but feel this is one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not go down. There. Imagine Team Canada, Latifi and Stroll together. <laughs> <laughs> In 2026, <laughs> give Latifi time to get even worse. Oh, genie. <laughs> anyway, t- talking of, of Latifi, we had a few uh, retirements today. We'll we'll get on to maybe Alonso first of all. What happened to Alonso? 
did they say there was like some sort of a water leak or something like that? Leaks. Was it maybe the radiator or something like that? I uh, I don't know. I've uh, we have to kind of maybe. Uh, we're, we're underprepared for that one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think they said something about there was water. I think Ted Kravitz came on saying that there was some sort of a water leak, possibly. Yeah. That was a shame. Um, but I'll be honest. I know you guys were saying that you thought you saw him maybe with a bit of a tear in his eye when he was kind of coming into the to the pits to retire. Yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't see that. And I'd be I'd be surprised because I'm sure he just wants out of that team. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So I, I, with maybe that might have been a tear of joy that it's finally <laughs> over and I'm off to Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah. He'll be happy to finish that race early, I think. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, that was a that was a long end to the season for him at uh, at Alpine. Mm. I think um, the deal was because he was not helping his friend anymore. <laughs> he wanted to help his friend. <laughs> well, friend. he could he could have done it from the pit lane or yeah. fr- from the garage. It would have done about as much good as what Max Verstappen did for Perez. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Latifi don't remember him retiring at all, but apparently he did. Yeah, we were all shocked, weren't we? I think it was <laughs> it was it was after the race. It was the Zedro. You were checking the 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 driver classifications. Yeah. You're like. Latifi retired. We're all <laughs> scratching our head. Did he? Yeah, and I think that's like even if he was retiring from Formula One overall, I think that's probably the exit that he deserves. In fairness, <laughs> just an anonymous <laughs> exit. Like, oh, Latifi retired from Formula One. All right, okay. Did, did he leave? Was did he leave? His his coat's missing. Who did, <laughs> who did he drive for again? Yeah, um, but yeah, go, gone, uh, but not forgotten. Uh, Latifi. Hopefully, he'll be back in the sport again at some stage because. So much entertainment from him being I, such a bad driver. But that's it. I don't ever know. I, I I don't ever remember a poor driver in Formula One that's been as loved as much as Latifi <laughs> is. I mean, he's just he's terrible. But he's he's just he's a great character or something yeah. like that. He's just he's he was great to have him there in but Formula One. I don't even think as a character he's not that interesting. Uh, as a person, oh, I mean, person in terms of driving. Oh, you I, mean. I, I, uh, yeah, I, driving. I mean, yeah. Sorry, yeah. personality-wise, I've no idea. He likes Nutella, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Nutella. That's good. We're friends. <laughs> he does provide a, a lot of ent- entertainment and fairness, but I think he's passed through the the black hole of being a shit driver to come out the other side of like it's actually comedy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, what he started off shit driver, went through the black hole, and came out an even shitter driver, <laughs> but just covered in Nutella. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now there's a Hollywood ending. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Ricardo, or we'll let, let's talk a little bit about the, the not people retiring, but people leaving Formula One next year. We're we done with the race, are we? That, I, that, I think so. There was, was there anything else? There was nothing else. A, was a whole load of fireworks at the end that nearly blew our heads off. <laughs> melted, <laughs> <laughs> melted the faces off the drivers as they went past. Unbelievable. That was mental, wasn't it? They, yeah. they were so close to the... <laughs> The edge of the track for for something that was not a, a big celebration in the end. I can understand last year that was huge. Yeah, but they always do the fireworks. You know, you know the, the sort of the top row of fireworks. You know the white yeah. ones that just kind of zipped across the top. They they always did them. Mm. But I don't remember the ones that were on the track edge angled across the track. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I don't if remember that, was there that last year. I don't remember that last year. I, but either way, it looked a bit. I think we need to call out that. Uh, FIA wants the carbon zero, and yet they are burning fire and burning rubber at the end. So burning rubbish. <laughs> yeah. And what about what about safety? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Um, yeah, I think that's it for the, for the race. To be honest, yeah, yeah. Um, Ricardo on the way out. Uh, Vettel obviously is gone. Latifi is is gone, and Mick Schumacher. <sighs> Jesus, the war. It's Don't tough. mention the war. Now, Ricor- Ricardo and Schumacher. Both looking like they will be in third position driver or third driver yeah. positions next year for different teams. 
I, you know, before we get on to Schumacher, because that could be a rant okay. for me. <laughs> uh, Ricardo, I heard that, uh, was it Christian Horner said that they're sort of waiting on Daniel Ricardo to make his decision. And yeah. they were saying that Daniel Ricardo is a 10, this is not unusual for Daniel Ricardo that, you know, that he kind of leaves people waiting and then at the last minute there's a decision change. Um, right. I, I, I don't know whether it was Crofty or something mentioned it in commentary sort of and sort of referred to the move to Renault. Uh, yeah. That sort of people were left waiting, possibly for a decision. Yeah. So, but he has the he has the opportunity to go to Red Bull as the third driver. I'd be honest; he should embrace that with open arms yeah. because I feel if tension spills over between Verstappen and Perez, yeah. if anyone's leaving that team, it's going to be Perez. Uh, you know, if it's uh, the team's choice, it could be Perez. Yeah. Um, I don't know, or if Perez gets an opportunity to go elsewhere, he may take it because he realizes yeah. he's not getting the support from his team when he needs it. Um, so I think there's, at the moment, that is probably the best position he could be in to have a chance of getting a drive for 2024. And it would be great to see him back in the Red Bull because that's kind yeah. of where he was most successful was at Red Bull. Well, not kind of, it was. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, uh, yeah. So good move from him, I think. Yeah, could there be a situation there? Maybe Daniel Ricciardo gets himself into a Red Bull, replaces uh, Perez for a race. Maybe Perez is sick or something, has a good result, and then teams are suddenly looking at Daniel Ricciardo again and going, oh, "This this guy, there's actually something there for him." Yeah, this is his best option to stay within F one. Mm. Is just embraced being a, a reserve driver for Red Bull. Otherwise, unless there is an Australian team, I don't know, <laughs> any badger <laughs> racing F1 <laughs> and they need a pilot, the, then they may get Daniel Ricciardo. Otherwise, being a third driver for Red Bull might be a good thing for him. I yeah. mean, he didn't want to be a second driver, so now he's a third driver. I'm sure he'll be happy. <laughs> but if, if anyone's going to make the wrong decision here, it's going to be yeah, Daniel Ricciardo. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't been making the best decisions when it comes to his career, so... It doesn't do him any favours. He doesn't do himself any favours at all, does he? No. But, I mean, I think he's he's got an option on the table here. He should take it with both hands. Mm. And assuming that is definitely on. I mean, obviously, it's not confirmed. It's just a strong rumour. But like I said, I think there was what Crofty was saying there about Christian Horner mm. or someone within Red Bull saying that, you know, that they're, they're sort of waiting on Daniel. Um, I, I, that wasn't verbatim what was said, um, but it was sort of, you know, that was kind of what it was leaning towards. If Horner's talking about it publicly, then there has to be something. But like I said, I think it was a bit more cryptic than that in fairness. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I I think, though, that just the way it was being mentioned that it is there is an offer there and it's just waiting on him to make that final decision. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor. Oh, sorry, Cedro, go on. There is another option available, maybe available to Daniel Ricardo, which right. will be join Jason Button at Sky F1 interviews <laughs> at the end of the grid, <laughs> so he can still stay on the grid after <laughs> after the race. So maybe an option. Yeah, I can see that happening. He'd be chaotic in interviews, I'd say. Um, Dave, the floor is yours. Mick Schumacher, tell us about him. This man, I think. Okay. I'm glad he's leaving Haas. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because that team, like, it's hard to say whether he has potential because that team has done nothing to try and nurture and, and, and develop that potential in any shape or form. Yeah. Uh, at every opportunity, he was publicly criticized. I don't remember many um, comments about uh, any, any sort of public comments made that were sort of motivating 
uh, and encouraging for him. Um, he was taking the, as Mick Schumacher said, he was taking the encouragement from the negative comments that were coming from the likes of Gunter Steiner and stuff like that. Um, and he says that's he thrives under that kind of pressure. But I didn't. There wasn't much public uh, support for him. And there wasn't much in terms of, like I said, developing him as a driver. I did, I do know that he he did learn a little bit from uh, Kevin Magnussen, um, but again, the team came out saying that maybe he was um, relying on that too much, which again is not how you nurture a new talent. Mm. And in the end, he went outside the ranks of Haas to find a mentor in Sebastian Vettel. Mm. Um, and Sebastian Vettel was more of a mentor in this sport than his own team was. And that says something to you about where his relationship was with this team. Yeah. Um, so it was inevitably, I think it was inevitable ages ago he was going to be let go. Uh, I think as soon as Gunter Steiner started talking about the crashes and how much he yeah. was costing the team, yeah. and then he had a couple of more little tips after that, you could just tell he they were ready. They, they were f- they were trying to publicly lay the groundwork to uh, as a reason for letting him go. Yeah, yeah. Um. So they're letting him go, and then of course, almost instantly, Toto Wolf made mention of the Schumachers are always a part of Mercedes, uh, of the Mercedes family, uh, and always will be. Um, of course, nothing publicly about what that might what might come of that, but a very strong uh, sort of very strong um, possibility is that uh, he will be offered the third driver position at Mercedes. I'd say. <laughs> and to finish my kind of my, my soapbox dialogue here, <laughs> um, I think that if if he is offered that, that would be absolutely outstanding because. Yeah. If he can stay there till Hamilton sees out his contract for two years, I think Hamilton will be delighted if if he can win his eighth title next year or the year after uh, within his contract. I think that will probably be enough for him to bow out of yeah. Formula One. Yeah. Um, and depending on how well Schumacher's doing sort of behind the scenes, that could lend to George Russell becoming number one at Mercedes and Mick Schumacher then as the number two. Right. And be honest, I hope to everything that that's ha- what's happened and i hope <laughs> on his first race he torpedoes a hasty yeah exactly <laughs> it would be interesting to see mick schumacher in a decent car now yeah it, it it definitely he has the skills it's just like they were saying that he's not in the right team that to teach him how to how to improve and how to get his skills out there as yeah. as we wanted to see so this this position at third uh, driver in Mercedes might be a good thing f- for him. Mm. Learn from uh, Hamilton, especially. There's yeah. a lot of experience there. I'm sure that Hamilton will be happy to take uh, uh, Schumacher for a few for a few lessons. Yeah, mm. definitely. And uh, it it's sad if Schumacher disappears completely from uh, from F1, mm. even if this uh, Mercedes uh, position doesn't happen. Yeah. It's sad to see him go. Like, especially the Schumacher name has a lot of uh, weight in the F1. Yeah. But even him as a driver, I mean, if we go back to uh, Formula Two when he was teamed with uh, Robert Schwartzman, um, like the the one issue that Schumacher always had in even in F2 and in F1, but especially in F2, was his race starts. Right. His race starts off the off the grid. They were they were just always appalling. Always, like every time you saw them, you're kind of like, this guy's not getting into Formula One. Yeah, but he had the ability during a race to put on a show and gain back what he would lose on the race starts. starts. 
And I just felt in Formula One, like that was always a weakness of him going into the Haas team. And I just don't feel they've helped him develop that. Yeah. yeah. Now, look, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes where he's not putting in the efforts. Um, I can't I, imagine that's I, the case. I would yeah. be shocked if that's the case. Mm. Um, but it just looks like he hasn't really developed that side of his game as much as he should have done. And again, I would put the ownership of that down to the team or the team around him. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, like whatever about the Schumacher name leaving Formula One. I mean, look, that's that's sad just for for different reasons. I guess that's just more of a romantic or a uh, sentimental side of it. But from a racing side, he was a strong driver when he was in Formula One. I mean, he beat Robert Schwartzman to the title. Mm. He he deserves to be in Formula One. So, I mean, a lot of the social media commentary about around Mick Schumacher thinking it's just deserved that he's losing his seat there's better drivers out there the issue with saying there's better drivers out there Mick Schumacher was one of those better drivers yeah. out there when yeah. before he was in Formula 1 where these people were making that comment oh there's other drivers out there give Mick Schumacher a go and they give him a go and he's not nurtured in the way that a rookie needs to be yeah. um and then you have like Look what Williams have done with their uh, like. I mean, Latifi. Uh, look, maybe that's a, a case, um, a bad, bad case. Because I mean, I think there was no saving that guy. Like, I mean, and uh, <laughs> that, that's no, you know, I know it's funny, but it's just a little joke. I just don't think there was any saving him. I don't know how he even got there. I mean, we were talking about the money that he brought to the sport. Yeah. But I mean, um. But anyway, sorry, I digress. I just think, um. He was a great driver, and yes, there are other great drivers coming through Formula 2, but if they're not nurtured and they're not brought through the team and they're not, um, you know, they're not brought under the wing of someone correctly, then they'll just go the same way. That you know, They won't evolve, they won't develop as a driver, and then you're back saying, oh, they don't deserve their spot. No, yeah. that's not how it works. You need, a driver can't do everything himself. He, he, he can only do so much. He needs the experience around him to be able to grow as a driver. Um, and he didn't get that from Haas, and I hope he gets it from being the third driver, if he gets a third driver role at Mercedes, um, because I think he, I genuinely think he deserves it. Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing I'd argue about with, with Mick Schumacher is that he seems a little bit nice. Yeah, but I mean, he's not in a position to be an asshole yet, is he? N- not even as a person, but I just as a driver sometimes, he just seems to be a little bit nice. I think he was too nice with... Yeah, he's, he's a little bit too... Um, uh, a little bit too easygoing when it comes to defending. Yeah. Um. So, no, I haven't said that. Now we've had some races where he was defending against. Uh, I think he was defending against Hamilton. I think in one of the early races, and he did stick the elbows out. So he can get aggressive, but yeah, largely I'd say eighty, ninety percent of the time. Um. Yeah, he could be more aggressive, but again. This is where it comes down to, yeah, um, and and maybe the mentorship that he's getting from Vettel, he's possibly getting the mentorship at maybe the wrong time of Vettel. Yes, yeah. the mentality that Vettel has now, um, I know he's par- parting ways with the wisdom and the experience that he has at this, you know, at the retirement age of his career. But you know, maybe he wants the advice of uh, the you know four-time champion Vettel um, as to how he managed that. Um, yeah. yeah. And maybe not so much um, how to survive in the sport, um, but yeah, he should have got that from his team. There's a possibility, maybe if this Mercedes thing comes off, maybe he could even learn a few things from not only Hamilton but George Russell. Absolutely, and how to be aggressive and how to how to push forward and, uh, and just how to be an arsehole. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. one of the problems is that he costs so much money to has that at some point he realized that he couldn't risk anymore. Yes, yeah. That yeah. would prevent him to be more aggressive. I mean, if he 
he cost a lot of money, didn't bring any points, and uh, at certain point he realized, well, maybe I should just be careful and try to finish without crashing. Yeah. And that way not being as uh, aggressive and risking damaging the car and costing money to a team that at the point he was still trying to fight for uh, a new contract next year. Yeah. But the worst thing as well is on that... Uh, um, do you remember when they were saying about that they publicly said about him costing them a load of money and he said, oh, oh I'm going to take that motivation. And then he started to outperform his teammates. Yeah. And so you're kind of like, you know, he, he was starting to perform and then Haas brought out their first update. Remember, they only brought out one major upgrade for the, in the season and they brought out their major upgrade and they just dropped down the grid. Yeah. And it was easy to say kind of that Mick Schumacher wasn't performing. But I mean, when you looked at it in hindsight, neither was Kevin Magnussen because that new development that they or the new upgrades they brought for that car didn't work at all for probably three races or something like that. It was really poor. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think he's he's been largely let down by the car, the team, the people, the experience around him. Um, and look, I mean, he's he's got to take some ownership himself, obviously. Like, you know, there is obviously a bit of that to, to be said, but definitely not to the point where he doesn't deserve a, a seat in F1. Yeah, yeah. well, a lot of relationships coming to an end in F1. And let's hope that with the results of our predictions game today that there is uh, no ending relationships between us because there was some ground to make up. Okay, well, look, I'm on the top there with 10 points, and uh, Scotty and Isidro are joint last so on, se- <laughs> on seven points. A Perez-Leclerc situation going on here, you'd say. Exactly, exactly. Hang on a second, my tech support is here to, to, to <laughs> fix my laptop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were joined. Now, Are we? is it alphabetical that I'm ahead there, or is it just the fact that we didn't want to change the position? On uh, the- it's, it's, it's not even alphabetical. It was just because uh, Isidro came in late. Actually... You should be. You should get. He You're came shame. in late in the season. No. <laughs> I just realized he didn't come in till like Spain, I think, or Barcelona. He came yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> let me bring up. We, we have the laptop up and running here. So yeah, I'm on ten, and you guys are on on seven points each. Now, so, now how many races are in a season? There was twenty twenty one last season. Oh, sorry, last 21. season. This season, yeah. <laughs> okay, and we've got twenty four points that have been won so far. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the twenty-fifth point for some reason on the table. I, I, I believe that we would give a point each sometimes if there was a draw. I think that's exactly what yeah. we did. But, but, uh, do we? What did we do the last time? I think you guys drew last time. Did we do a tiebreaker or anything like that, or did we just give no, a point? We just each? a point each. So, okay, so I think I think coming into next season we'll have to address that situation uh, because. There's a lot of points to play for there. Uh, yeah, I think we need to get the rules right for next year. <laughs> this is we've definitely gone by the seat of our pants this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, okay. All right. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking here. All right. Okay. Well, I'll call mine out. Okay. Um, yeah, it's clear. I went with my emotions, and uh, I went with Hamilton P1, uh, Russell P2, and Leclerc P3, and that was an absolute train wreck. Ouch. Yeah, Mercedes had us all by the balls, I think, coming into this week. Um, I had Russell P1, I had Hamilton P2, nil nil, and then I had Perez yeah. P3. You got a point. Which I got a point there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I got disappointed by Mercedes. I went <laughs> Hamilton first, then Russell second, and Perez third. So that leaves us tied there. And if you think anyone listening that that's as bad as it could get, <laughs> I assure you the rest of the the rest of the predictions only get worse from here. Rainwreck. 
So I went uh, for my flop. I went for a Re- Verstappen <laughs> DNF crash. <laughs> Uh, and he couldn't have dominated anymore. No, no. Um, my um, my flop was Leclerc crash. Didn't happen either. Did not happen. And no. Zero. And I had signs DNF. <laughs> Jesus, we really went the opposite, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. This was terrible. Who was your surprise? Uh, I g- I gave Schumacher the last crack of the whip, and yeah. uh, he didn't he didn't deliver. So uh, Schumacher top ten. Not happening. Oh. Yeah, no, he oh. wasn't. No, no, no. I said Stroll P10. Oh, that's For right. my surprise. Wait, you forced you to pick a position. You forced me into a position <laughs> to pick a position. <laughs> and I stupidly said P10. Oh, this is like Max Verstappen not giving the place back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've absolutely screwed you to yeah. get second in the championship. I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to say Stroll in the top 10, which he was, I went for a P10 finish, and he finished, oh. what, P9? P8. P8. I was two points out, or two positions out. Oh, zero. Zero. Oh, and, a, and a zero. I went with Alonso, P5. <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus. Wow, that was an absolute disaster. Yeah. I really thought that, I, I saw Stroll P10, I was like, oh, wow. Yes. And I realized that's not inside the top 10. No, no. You would have, you would have, you would have secured second place. Yeah. In fairness, I screwed myself because we went in hard on you last week over. I can't remember what it was. And uh, you folded it, too easy. Yeah. Well, we. I know we. No, no. It was the. We the, dragged Dave to the dirt. I think on on one of the me and you. It was. He he says that DNF, and we said that doesn't count because it didn't did not complete the race. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, so there you go. You deserved this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is karma coming back at me in fairness. Now, so. the only thing that means then you guys finished the season in last place, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how a three-way thing works. Hey, three-way. Um, so the results for the season, Dave. Is me, me, this guy. <laughs> And as as we are as we are all in the same room together this time for the last race of the season, everybody look at me, <laughs> champion. <laughs> Get my red velvet chair out. Well done, Dave. Well uh, done. So me top ten, and uh, then joint last on eight <laughs> points <laughs> was uh, Owen Scott and Isidro Gonzalez. Terrible, terrible. Is there anything to be said about a you know well, a alphabetical finish or? We can't because he joined. Like I, w- I joined halfway, and I still managed to catch you. Oh, yeah, I, if anything, I would give him second place for <laughs> catching you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'd, in fairness, I'd give you second place with as less well. races. I yeah, still yeah. No, in fairness, I think you should take second place this season. I'm disappointed <laughs> with how it performed. <laughs> yeah, so you can take it. Well, look, that's it for this week, guys. Um, And that's it for the 2022 season. We will be back um, either next week or the week after with a review and a roundup of the the season. Um, And we'll also have a show coming up as well where we... uh, dismantle the 2023 driver lineup and yes. uh, and maybe yeah, we'll th- might throw a few predictions out there of where we think each driver is going to finish um, uh, in the, the 2023 season. But for now, uh, obviously, uh, any comments, questions, uh, send them to feedback at latenightracereview.com and uh, leave, if you're watching us on YouTube, where all the beautiful people are, uh, drop a comment down below and uh, or you can always hit us up on our DMs on Twitter or Instagram. But until next week, 